The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Do you remember what they did? Are kangaroos? He had a little pocket in the shoe. I mean, that's a, a nod. Oh, really? That. Yeah, you didn't uh, know I, that, I, that. I don't know. I don't own another sweatshirt from they. They do a lot of different, you know, icons. I don't know. This is not a very good visual, but anyway, it's a little secret little pouch inside of there. Uh, yeah, maybe that's that's a nice little nice little Easter egg if that's what it is. I didn't know. I was just I put I stuck my hands in, and I was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And I don't, again, I don't know what you put in there. It's not big enough for a phone or anything, but I don't know. You could probably like put chapstick in it or something. I don't know what I don't know what you carry in a a pouch within a pouch. Um, I bought a I bought a sweatshirt. I like hoodies. I mean, whatever they're comfy. And I bought one, and I you know like I was like, oh, it's it's got it had a bear on it. It's not a bear's you know branded thing. It just had a bear on it, right? Uh, Outline of a bear. It's like oh, I really like this. You know, it's a cool color. Put the hood up. Yeah, I go to put my hands in the pocket. There's no pocket. I bought it online. I just assumed that there was a there was a pouch You're and to have i pouch. like the feel i like everything about it except there's no pouch so i'm gonna have my wife make me a pouch and put it on it i haven't worn it since i like showed her she's like ah, it's kind of hard it's not gonna look very good and i go i don't care i want a pouch i don't want to wear this thing if it doesn't have a pouch yeah it's pointless crazy you ready to get rocking here yeah 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 well, yeah i'm afraid That's i'm good. i'm afraid something's gonna happen here where i'll just all of a sudden be glitched out and then you'll be rolling solo all day on the, on the podcast. No, that, that, so no, and no one wants that. Yeah, no one wants that's, that. That's do that. <laughs> all right. Timestamp, and we will we will rock and roll. Welcome to Bear of Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, we are fully into the off-season mode. The Super Bowl is behind us. Free agency period is just around the corner. The free agency uh, tags are out, right? We're starting to hear rumors about some of our favorite targets getting tagged. Have you been tagged yet? Has Windy City Gridiron tagged you for exclusive rights? Yeah, I think I was tagged uh, a few years ago. So I'm exclusive to WCG and, of course, the Second City Gridiron who are watching on a YouTube channel. So, you know, I'm okay with it, though. It's it's a good uh, – it's it's – you know, they've been good to me, and uh, I gave them a team-friendly deal. So hopefully at that point, I'll be compensated. Yeah, all right. We are uh, <laughs> we are already experiencing just a little bit of uh, robot mother, voice from Lester, but we're going to do our best to work through that, and we will uh, work through the audio. But 
we're going to talk about the trenches tonight. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, we won't uh, we won't delay that too much longer, and we're going to do our best. I want to start at right tackle, Lester, because there are some interesting names at right tackle. I would say that this is uh, an area of need that has some of the best available options on the market. Okay, now let me get one name spoken, and we can discard it. That is Orlando Brown Jr. No interest. Now he's a gambler, and uh, and he, they just won the Super Bowl, and like he's going to get paid by somebody. Good for him. Maybe Kansas City brings him back under a tag. Maybe he gets a big contract somewhere. Good for him. I don't think he's in the plans for Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears team. I don't think he fits the athletic profile. And if you watch him enough, he's just kind of a fascinating watch and that he's just he's he's a to me, he's a gambler. And I don't think that that's something that you invest in uh, and give that that kind of guy a lot of money. Um, he certainly has a lot of skill and a lot of technique, but I, I don't think it's what the bears are looking for in terms of a physical build and what they want to plug in along their line. So um, I just want to identify that as a high price target that I don't think the bears are in on. Do you agree? He's a very good player. He's left tackle pretty much exclusive. And that's why he went to KC. He wanted to be a left tackle. He wants to get left tackle money. The chiefs talk about they're going to franchise tag him. That's the rumor out there. I never saw the fit in Chicago because they really seem to like Braxton Jones. Now, look, Orlando Brown is a better left tackle than Braxton Jones. That's that's it. I mean, there is no getting around that. But the Bears feel they have a young building block in place at left tackle. They can build around him on that part of the line. They're comfortable leaving him there. Uh, so I think they're going to spend a ton of money on the right side and let Braxton Jones sink or swim there. You know, a, a year of offseason work work on his core strength, work on his technique a little bit. I'm excited to see Braxton Jones play football next year. He may never get to the Pro Bowl level. And you know what? That's fine. You're not going to get a Pro Bowler all over the place. But, you know, they're going to have to spend some money on this whole line. And, uh, you know, if you don't have to spend elite cash right now, left tackle, I think I think that's fine. Yeah, I agree. And so let's get into the names that I think are pretty interesting. I think that there's a good chance that at least one, if not two, or maybe all three of these guys uh, end up hitting free agency. Um, and and I think they're all interesting names. So Juwan Taylor would be the first guy that's on a lot of people's lists. He had a very nice year for the Jaguars this year, probably their best offensive lineman, and which is a really nice progression from him because he he has struggled in the early part of his career. Kind of a similar situation maybe to uh, the uh, Garrett Bowles out in Denver where he came in, really struggled at left tackle, and then really yeah. kind of hit his stride and, and got paid, you know, hit, hit his stride at the right time. Uh, Dewan Taylor had a, had a very nice year, and, he, and he's starting to get some buzz as maybe that's somebody that the, the, the Jags already invested a draft pick in another um, offensive lineman. They may just want to roll with, with that player um, and let Taylor hit free agency. They spent a lot of money last year, so maybe they're willing to let him go. Um, he'd be an interesting name. I think the name that is very interesting to a lot of Bears fans is Mike McGlinchey because he is a, a golden domer. And those guys always get a little bit more interest from, from Bears fans. Uh, you know, I think we're, there's like 17 uh, Notre yeah. Dame alums at this point on this roster. I don't know. It's it's a, it's an insane number. Uh, but he he comes from a very similar system. Pretty durable. Uh, you know, missed some games last year. Um, a couple nagging injuries, but overall, like a very consistent guy. Uh, probably a better run blocker than a pass blocker, but still like pretty consistent. 
Uh, and then Caleb and Gary from the the Falcons, who is a guy that had his best year as a professional. Um, maybe you're buying at the top of his ability, uh, or maybe he's hitting a new, uh, you know, level in his career, right? Like there's always a little bit of danger to, to pay a guy who hasn't had consistently good seasons and has had, you know, come out with a one really good season when he's in line for a contract that would apply to both Taylor and McGarry. Uh, but that that's kind of the situation there. So you got three guys all coming off of good years, McGlinchey with uh, maybe a little bit more of a performance history and certainly more of a proven scheme fit um, for for this Bears offense. But how do you see those three and how would you maybe rank your preference of what Ryan Pohl should go after? I think McGlinchey's the guy. I mean, that just seems like the guy that makes the most sense here. Uh, scheme fit, you know, and, and the one thing that the fans have to realize is they're going to pay a ton of money at right tackle. You know, whether the guy, someone else, they're going to overpay. I mean, who was it who just got paid for the Browns Conklin? Um, I think it was a few months back. He got an extension. It was like 14, 15 million a year. So the way the NFL, you know, the money goes, the next crop up, they're going to get more than that. McGlinchey may not be as good a player, but considering how he's coming to, as a free agent right now, he's going to get more money. So you're going to look at the price tag and say, there's this guy's worth that. That's just a cost to a business in the NFL. You know, you're going to pay a little more. Plus where the bears are right now as a franchise, they got a ton of cap space and that's a definite need position. So if you're going to get McGlinchey to leave San Fran and come to a three win football team, you got to pay a premium, you know, to get these guys to come here because we like to say, Hey, they're going to want to come play for Justin Fields and, and coach Flus. It's a great culture. You know, it's at some point that may be true, but right now they want to get paid and coming to a three win team. You're going to pay Mike McGinsey a ton of money. Uh, Taylor, I think would be a nice fit. And then McGarry, there's been some rumors in Atlanta. They're going to franchise tag him again. The franchise tag deadline uh, opened up yesterday on uh, the 21st. I believe it was of February. Um, there's time. But uh, I think it's going to be McGlinchey is the guy that's going to be their, their top target. And then, you know, to talk about the Chiefs, the right tackle is a free agent as well too this this coming up season. His name escapes me right now. Um, I was trying to look it up, but my internet is not cooperating on this year. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're having a time. I mean, I think we, it's your internet. It might be mine. It's, it's right? probably but, me. It's probably but, me. But yeah, yeah, we're we're having a time. It's, it's a bit windy outside, and like I said, uh, we had some power outages in, in the year, um, and, and and it's spotty. So my guess is the whole system is just stressed. Yeah, I again, I I've I've thought that McGlinchey was the the obvious target. I I kind of want to just like. I want to know, do these guys that went to college together, are they friends? Like, does that mean, I know it doesn't mean much, but like, do you know, is he, is McGlinchey no Cole Komet, right? Like, do, do they talk? Is they crossed a that, little, yeah. Right? Like, and they would have played together. Like, does that mean anything to these guys to kind of come back? I mean, if you're friends, I would think that you'd want to do that. But I, I've always seen it like the first contract for a player has proved that you're you belong established where you are in the pecking order the second contract is to get paid the third contract if you're lucky enough to get one like you know you get a big contract the third contract uh, if you hit again it's go chase a ring 
right? Yeah. And, and, and sometimes these guys win championships, obviously, if they're out or they're successful or they're not, or they sign a one-year deal because they're coming off an injury. I mean, every career is a little different, um, but I, sort of the, the the wave of what these guys go through when they're making these decisions, one, it's like set yourself up financially, and then it's like, hey, I'm still around. I, I want to keep playing, but I don't need the, I don't care about the money as much. I want to go to a winner. And right now, what the Bears have is money. Yeah. What they don't have is, you know, a guaranteed playoff run that some of these guys are chasing. So if you were going to say, hey, Jason Kelsey, you look pretty good still. Uh, you might still be the best center in the league. Do you want to come play for the Chicago Bears? We we have a need at center. He'd be like, you know, I'm I'm good. I don't I don't need the money here. I, I, if I'm going to play, it's going to be because I want another shot at a ring, right? That that's that's where he's probably at in his career. So I think that it fits for these guys. They're all about that age where they could want that big money, and the Bears have the big money. I wouldn't worry about it. These guys are all worth a big contract. I, to be McGlinchey's worth more um, than than McGarry just because he's proven it a little longer. Taylor, I think, is. He's got pedigree and he had a good year. I think he's probably, to me, like Garrett Bowles is the comparison that I, I think of as a guy that finally figured it out. Maybe you get an opportunity to get him because the Jags are just, they're ready to move on because they already made their investment, right? They already made their investment in another player. So um, for, for me right now, I think the most likely is McGlinchey, but I'd be very happy with Taylor. And I think McGarry is kind of a consolation prize if he does shake loose um, from the Falcons. But any of those three, would be a guy that you would count on to be your starting right tackle for the next four years. At least four years. Then with McGarry, you know, there's a small connection. Um, he was coached by the Bears O-line coach currently. So he'll have a little inside knowledge there. Uh, of course, you mentioned the scheme fit with the other guys and the scheme fit with McGarry as well. And then with McGlinch, yeah, I know a lot of Bears fans during the, uh, the, the postseason, there were a couple uh, high-profile mistakes he made. Offensive linemen get beat. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're elite, you're going to get beat once in a while. And he got beat pretty good a couple plays. And of course, the way the networks do is, oh, let's let's you know let's have the replay. Let's show this. I get his ass whipped all this time. And but the rest of the game was pretty good. There was a few plays later, I think, on the goal line where they showed him just you know just you know pile driving this guy and just you know he's he's a good football player. And that's what he is. He's not a pro bowler. He's not a level. Um, could he get there? Yeah, he's he's still fairly young as far as an uh, NFL O-lineman goes. So, you know, a lot of fans, oh, that, that one play, you know, that right away, that's what they, they look at. Come on, this you is O-line. It's going to happen. I, it just kills me, too, because they had to run 70 plays, and he could have won 68 of those reps. But he doesn't win two of them, right? And and the one he gets – I have no idea what the actual, you know, breakdown was. Uh, but, you know, you get that – that one rep where you get embarrassed, and I I can't often I know I mean, know what the freeze frame looks like. You know the play, yeah, right. The freeze frame is one of those where it says, you know, I, you're probably wondering how I got here, right? Like that, yeah. that's that's one of those situations. I think that he I think he might have crossed over his feet when when he got beat by a move up field. I, I mean that again. I, I'd have to go back and look at it, but it happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens I'm not gonna everybody. I'm not gonna worry about a couple plays against elite edge rushers, right? I mean, it, it is what it is. He would be the best right tackle the Bears have had in quite some time if, if they do him. Any guys, anyone in the market, there's probably about 10 guys that Bears are going to go after and sign. I'm sure they have their peck in order, um, but they need a right tackle because Riley Reef's not it. 
Larry Burham's not right. it. You know, that guy's not on this roster. Maybe he comes in the draft. I I, ha- I highly doubt that because you got to address these needs pre-draft. And you have to spend some of this money. And this is yes. the this is prime candidates to do it. So let's let's move inside. But I, I think we're agree that one of these guys I think is going to be wearing navy and orange. Um, assuming that they get to market. So, so let's move on to the, I want to talk about the interior offensive line, a couple names that are kind of interesting. And I just wanted to talk about them. There's the, the center, Ethan Posich or Posick. Um, uh, he's, he's from the Browns. I don't know a ton about him, but he's kind of the top center prospect. That's not named Jason Kelsey. If you, but again, let's take Jason Kelsey off the board. He's not not going to come to Chicago. It's just not going to happen. Um, as much as I love watching Jason Kelsey play, he's not going to, just be like, yeah, I would like to work with this building roster and and, and see where this goes. It's not going to happen, right? So let's not worry about that. Um, uh, Isaac uh, Samalu, who uh, I mentioned on Bill's show as a guy that I'm really interested in because he's on that Eagles offensive line. So you, you remember Ian Cunningham, uh, assistant GM, comes from the Eagles. He would know Samalu well. Um, I think he's a good football player. I think um, you know he he made a he had a high profile penalty in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so he's a bum. I was like, I was like ah, makes him a bum. <laughs> crap. Somebody's going to use that against me. But yeah. I think he's a good player. I I, uh, I I found myself watching him in the playoffs because I knew that he was uh, potentially going to be hitting the market. And I think he's a good football player. He's he's yeah. playing some of his best ball, coming off an injury um, this year, recovering from an injury. Uh, and then you mentioned uh, uh, Dalton Reisner um, from from Denver uh, might shake loose there. That's an interesting player, guy who's uh, played pretty solid football for them. Um, so what's your what's your thoughts on interior? Are you thinking that they're going to try to try to bring in a guard um, uh, to to maybe replace Cody Whitehair? Do you think that they want to go after a center and have Patrick kind of slip back into that role? Uh, you know, any any interest in the free agency market for this interior offensive line? You think they got to address it. I mean, do you trust Lucas Patrick as the guy that's going to come in and play center for you? I know the Bears like him. They they talked him up quite a bit last offseason. They talked him up quite a bit when the season ended. But he's not making the kind of money where you say, oh, yeah, he's he's the clear-cut guy. I think he's making like 4.5-ish million. That's not money, but it's not the money when you say – yeah, he's got to be a guy. I think there's an out in his contract if they don't think he's going to be be around and come and, and you know save a little money on, on on the cap. I think he sticks, but is he your center? That's the problem here. So if you're admitted him as your center, I don't think you'd go for poachers. I think you'd go for uh, one of the guards here. And you mentioned uh, the guy from Denver. I watched a little bit of his film uh, this last week. He's decent. I mean, he's he's uh, again, he'd be an upgrade there from Cody Whitehair. Which again, that's another question mark. Cody Whitehair's making a ton of money. At some point, they cut him. They just cut uh, Al-Qadim Muhammad, saved like $4 million. So they're already having the cap on their mind. But do you want to cut Cody Whitehair now and then take a chance and not get one of these guys to play him? Because it's not like he's not he's not a bum. I know a lot of Bears fans think he's a bum. He's still a passable, serviceable interior offensive lineman and with the bears cap situation a hundred million right now maybe he sticks around maybe he he survives free agency maybe he survives the draft maybe he, he survives the entire training camp and they and they want to see what happens there because if he's going to be a, a one of your top reserves that kind of money that's not ideal but again you don't want to create a hole unless you have to 
Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You don't want to cut him because then that puts additional stress on what you have to do this offseason. You have to get a guard, of, yeah. You would have to go out there, right? And if some of these guys don't shake loose or they're not interested in, in, in coming to Chicago, then you've just added an, a, an additional work for yourself. You know, Honestly, Ryan Pace used to do that a little bit. He was used to kind of you just get out in front of himself and, oh, I'm doing this guy a solid by get, letting him work the market. And it's like, not when you're creating a whole... If yeah. if that guy could play, right? Like, you know, that's, it's not the worst thing if he comes back, it's particularly from a leadership standpoint, you know, they, they definitely like Cody Whitehair for that reason, but yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to create a hole where you don't have one now because you've got enough to begin with. So let's, you know, kind of pump the brakes on that, but it wouldn't surprise me if they prioritize bringing in a guard and then basically saying, okay, we can spend this money because we know we can open it back up. And thanks for your service, Cody. Uh, you know, hope, hope hope for the best here for you in your future career. But with in terms of white hair and his, I I think there's a very clear indication that he's had some injuries because he's played good football and then all of a sudden he drops off. And generally, that's yeah. an injury. It was very obvious this year because he missed time with an injury. When he came back, he he wasn't playing as well as he was before that. The year before, he was just kind of bad. And, and I think that a lot of that was an injury that was, was not disclosed. And that happens all the time. Um, even if the NFL says that doesn't, uh, that it certainly happens all the time. And, and I think that that's, we're maybe at the point where Cody Whitehair's body is just kind of betraying him. And at some point you give a guy a pass once, but twice you let another team take that chance. Yep. So that's where I'm at with it. I do think they should go after a replacement, I like the guy. I hate saying that, but that's sort of the smart. That's where you're at. You need to kind of get younger anyway. You're building for the future. Um, I do think that it would be wise for them to maybe go after a guy that has shown a little bit more stability and buy a few more years back um, on that offensive line, get a a little bit more youth. So, so where are you on Lucas Patrick? Do you see him as a, uh, I mean, do you see him as definitely the bears looking at him as a starter? you think he's going to be your swing guy because i mean we saw nothing from patrick this last season he just wasn't uh he wasn't good at guard he wasn't good at the what do you have six set snaps at center and then he got he's, hurt again so yeah like 7 10 11 <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was very low and then he got hurt i you know for me um i will be pretty disappointed if they don't come out of the draft with the center yes now i think they can go into the draft with lucas patrick as their center and i won't freak out but if they come out of the draft with Lucas Patrick as, as their center, I think that's a little bit of a failure. I think that they uh, need to upgrade at that position. And I think it's smart to get a talent at that position that can grow with Justin Fields. I think that'll just be good um, for both of their development. But you just see how important a very smart and active center is. And a lot of these guys can come in and play right away. Um, you know, that you're seeing some of the more talented centers come in and make an impact early, right? Creed Humphrey for uh, the Chiefs came. I mean, this is one of the guys that EJ and I talked about ad nauseum. And, you know, it, he came in, he played right away, he played really well. Uh, that was kind of sad. And then, you know, you saw, um, you know, you, you saw the the Ravens take the Hawkeye last year. He played well. Um, you know, he's he's a Hawkeye. He's going to play well, yeah. right? But, you know, the, they're, they're, you, you got a few examples of rookie centers coming in and playing well. I, I wouldn't be shocked if john michael schmitz from minnesota is the next guy in line there there's a couple other prospects we'll get to on building the board um, but there, there's a couple guys that we got our eye on um, i'll be disappointed if the bears don't nab one of those 
that's kind of where I'm at with you are as far as the interior of the O-line. I, I think, especially with this draft sliding, I know we're not a draft, talking draft, but I've looked over a little bit, and, and there are some guys on that that day, day, uh, day two range or early day three where you're like, yeah, this guy could probably come in and start within a year or two. So I think maybe if, like you said, if Lucas Patrick's the center going into the draft, you draft a center, let them battle it out, whether he the, the rookie gig or not out of the gate, he's in your pipeline. You're going to definitely have that guy starting, you know, year two if, if he develops correctly. So the same goes for guards. You can find a guard in the draft. Tackle, I think, is where they're going to spend big money. They're going to get a top flight tackle. Um, the way it lines up is they're going to have a young enough guy there. Interior, I think they may go a little older if possible, uh, depending on who shakes loose. But, you know, I know they want to go young as possible. But if you got to get a guy that's maybe, you know, 30s, but still quality, get by with a year or two, move on. And now let's bring in the rookie or the guy that we just drafted in this year with when, when we trade back and, and pick up all those picks. I'm gonna, I want to tell a quick story because we're in the off season, so we don't need yeah. to be the most efficient. But my high school made the state championship game a few years ago. Okay, it's the best finish that they've ever had. They they lost the state championship game, but that they they got to the championship game. So a lot of my former teammates and I like we went back to watch them. And this team that they played, um, it's a parochial school, and they recruit. It just is what it is that but they they do. They they recruit, and when they came, they ran their offense out on the field. They had four division one offensive linemen and then a fifth guy. And when I, when you and I were at camp, uh, Doug Kramer was the fifth guy, <laughs> the, the rookie center the, from last year from Illinois um, just did not quite look like the others, right? <laughs> like one of these does not look like the other. Now I'm not trying to pick on him. Um, he got hurt right away. Um, uh, you know, again, the Sam Mustafer voodoo doll worked and all that, but unless he's able to have a really strong off season where he's able to, to bulk up his body and get his body into a position where he looks more like a professional lineman, I, I don't think we can count on Doug Kramer. So that just, just putting that out there for those of you that are like, what about the guy we drafted last year from Illinois? I don't know. I'm not going to count him out, but he would have to have a lot of really good professional nutrition work and, and put something on his frame. Six round draft pick. Those guys don't always pan out. I right. mean, you would like it to happen. Um, the bears have a guard in uh, Tyree Carter also there uh, from a small school. Maybe he pans out, you know, I mean, he stuck around the bears the whole year. He was on the active roster all year. Cause they didn't, they didn't want to take a chance to lose him on the practice squad. So Maybe there's something there. You know, uh, Kellen Deitch is a guy that got on the practice squad who yeah. had a fantastic tackle in college. Short arm guy got, got moved inside. Dolphins had him on the practice squad. They had to cut him. Um, Bears ended up getting him, you know, early in the season. It might, might have been a waiver thing. I forget exactly how that went early in the season, but maybe he's a guy that can kind of develop. But regardless, you need more talent on that old line. You need starters. You need depth. You need the whole thing. Yeah, you're going to have at least ten on on the roster, so you got to you got to really build that up. Good pull from you. I think that they signed Deach to the practice squad after cutdown, so I think he yeah, came he was over there the whole for... year. No, no one wanted them. I, I was a little surprised. The Bears did lose Zach Zach Thomas, Zachary Thomas, who we saw in camp. Cody Whiter kind of mentored quite a bit. He was on the practice squad. Rams signed him away, uh, and the Rams kept him out on their active roster the whole season. Uh, so, but to your point. To your point, they the Bears 
uh, preferred to try to protect Jatire Carter. Yeah, Carter. Yeah. So, like, that should tell you where they pre- preferred between those two prospects that they brought in. So, uh, just, yeah, you never know. The, the year one to two jump for these guys that come in, particularly from small schools, can be big. And that's also really good to remember for Braxton Jones, you, you guys. Like, he yeah definitely he took every snap and left tackle in the nfl <laughs> coming from a small school like he could absolutely take a nice step here um so so don't rule that out so okay real quick uh lesser and i are going to take a break and after the break we are going to switch to the other side of the ball and talk defensive line All right, Lester, let's talk d line i want to go inside first here because i want to talk d tackle uh, let's start with the rumors about Duran Payne, who for all intents and purposes looked like he was, we were already buying Duran Payne, you know, jerseys. We, we had, we you know, uh, let's, I, I've already seen him f- photoshopped in the Navy. Let's get him in the orange. What's he look like in that? Like, I mean, it was, we had already kind of painted the rest of his, uh, you know, future hall of fame career, uh, basically, um, uh, on, on the Twitter, but it looks like the commanders are going to want to bring him back under the tag. We've seen things like 99.99% chance that that pain's coming back. Um, I'm a little surprised that they are going to continue to invest in that defensive line at that yeah. high of a, a level, um, but they can afford it because they, they can, they can shake loose of that uh, Carson Wentz contract. Is that right? I have to check myself. Is Was that where he played last year? Jeez. Um, so they can dump that Carson Wentz contract and they can, they can afford the one year cost on Deron Payne. But where do you think of that? Do you think that there's any chance that he shakes loose and, or should Bears fans just move on to these other two very talented, uh, but maybe not quite the perfect mix uh, of, of youth and talent? Yeah, I think it's best that as fans, the fan base, you know, that ship has sailed. You know, it could happen. I mean, they they could just they could change their mind. But we had Greg Gabriel on with us uh, the last time we we did a show here, and, and he did he talked about the same thing. He he expect them to to re-sign him. Uh, he mentioned the Wentz thing. You know, they cut him, and you know, if you lose that off the books, see money to play with, but you still got a lot of guys in the D line to pay. You know, so you know who knows what what shake out there. But yeah, I think Deron Payne is. Uh, that ship is sailed. And it's sad because, like you said, man, we were all right there. We all assumed that's the guy. There's no way they can pay him. They're paying everyone else in that line. That line is stacked. That's like the Ryan Pace, you know, uh, put all the money in, in one spot and ignore everywhere else. That kind of what he did with the Bears. He put so much money on a defensive side and it didn't work out. But, you know, with the, with Washington, they're in a situation now if they do get rid of the quarterback, which is going to happen, they have uh, Howell there, I believe it is. And, you know, he's, you know, not the guy. That is Sam Howell. The quarterback. They, you know, they may draft the guy, so they're going to have young paycheck at the quarterback spot. So, if that's the case, maybe they feel they can get by a couple years overpaying on the D line. And uh, plus, that's that's Chico, man. He, he loves his defense. You know, kind of what they're going to build up for him. And you know, I, I can't see it going anywhere unless they, the quarterback spot figured out because that's seems like a pretty tough division. You know, it was you know last year anyway. So. It's it sucks, but it is what it is. Deron Payne probably staying in Washington with the franchise tag. Well, let's talk about another NFC East defensive tackle, and that's Javon Hargrave. 
I think undoubtedly a more proven player, a better player yes. in a lot of ways. Payne, you're kind of hoping that he can continue his rise and he can uh, continue to be a, a very good player and maybe take it his game to the next level. And you're, you're counting on that youth. Hargrave's a little older. He's 30. It's always weird to talk about these guys as being old when they're 30. Old, it's yeah. like, man, I would take that. But Javon Hargrave, very good football player, proven probably the best potential free agent that's not a you know quarterback right like Lamar Jackson number one on everybody's sheets as he should be Hargrave's probably the best player that doesn't play quarterback that potentially could hit the market here very good football player now what is his motivation where is he at in his career what does he want out of his career at this point I don't know but you can bet that the bears are going to be calling Javon Hargrave because he's the best player out there and the bears have the most money. So what do you think about Hargrave and what do you think about his fit with this bears defensive line? And what do you think the bears chances are? Yeah, that's a perfect fit again, but, but like you said, it comes down to, does he want to leave Philly who just was the NFC champion? You know, they have something good going over there. You know, they, they have the quarterback in place. They got an outstanding, you know, offensive line. Defensive line is stacked. They got a couple free agents. They got, I think, three other guys are free agents. I think Fletcher Cox also a free agent. Um, Brandon Graham, the edge, he's also a free agent. So they spent money there. Um, but if there's a chance to pry him away, again, we talked about it, they're going to come over the top. Now, this is a guy that has their Pro Bowl potential. He, he can come in and play at a Pro Bowl level for the Bears. But you're going to pay a ton of money no matter how it shakes loose. You may have taken one of the highest paid defensive tackles in the game today just to get them to come to Chicago. I think I'm okay with that. I, yeah. I think, I think, I think that I want that. Now there are a couple other things that could happen, right? Um, okay. Yeah. The bears are able to trade down to four and they, uh, they still take Jalen Carter. And so that kind of handles that spot, right? It's okay to have two guys like this, right? Yeah. Like if there's nothing right. wrong with that, um, yeah. let, let a defensive coordinator have, you know, two disruptors um, up front. And that would be just fine with me. Um, the, the third name that we want to talk about here is Draymond Jones. Again, another guy I mentioned on Bill's show uh, a couple of weeks ago that I thought, I thought, you know, is, an, is a name that interests me and you sort of see him rising up a lot of these lists a good football player. He's young. So you get that sort of like, are you betting on him kind of improving and, and getting that sweet spot in his career? Again, a guy that's going to be motivated likely to, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know these guys. I don't know their agents or anything like that. But as you kind of watch this contract game over the years, a lot of these guys are motivated by the dollars in their second contract. Yeah. He would be one of those guys. And so the bears have the money. And so if they're not interested in Hargrave or they don't think they can pull him away, um, you know, Ian Cunningham can't pull the magic or whatever. Um, I, I think that Jones makes a lot of sense to go after. Now we've heard a little bit that maybe he's more interested in sticking with a three, four instead of a four, three. Yeah. So that might be the challenge with a guy like Draymond Jones. That's my concern with him is his career been spent in a, in a 30 front, you know, more five tech, you're asking a guy, does he have the skill set to play the three tech? Yeah, he does, um, but he hasn't done it. So when you, if you get a guy like him, it's more projection. Um, you know, with I like with Payne or Hargrave, they've done interior stuff. You know what you're going to get with those guys. So, so that's what you're paying for there. I think with with Jones, again, you're overpaying because that's just the nature of the beast these time. So if you overpay for him, and he comes in, and he does not have the perfect fit as that three tech. Now you're looking at Ryan Paul saying, 
what are you doing, man? You know, this is a guy that wasn't a scheme fit. You know, your coaches and your scouts said, hey, he could probably do it. He didn't. But I think he'll be re-end up. He may not be quite as explosive if you're asking the plan side, just because, again, it's a projection. Yeah. So for me, I, I think it's more Hargrave. You know, the more I get into it, I really thought Payne was going to be the guy. But now I think you're hoping that Ian Cunningham connection brings you in Hargrave. You're going to pay top dollar plus. That is what it is, but the Bears can afford that. And so that that's where I'm at with the defensive tackle position. I do think that they're going to go hard after it. They know they have to rebuild those defensive uh, the lines, both both offense and defense, but they, they got to put some money into this. Unfortunately, the edge position is not nearly as deep as some of these other positions. Uh, Marcus Davenport, uh, probably the best player on the market um, at edge. Uh, you probably remember him from the Saints. And then Arden Key is a guy that is starting to get a little bit of, of love in some of the lists and some of the projections to, to maybe go to the Bears. Uh, Arden Key is a nice player, and, and so I could definitely see that uh, uh, being a fit and being someone that the Bears go after. Davenport, a little more polarizing, right? Guys has a little bit more pedigree but hasn't necessarily lived up to the pedigree has you know kind of uh an up and down career so far so where are you at on the edge position and who do you think um the bears might be interested in or is this a kick it to the draft kind of situation you can't kick it to the draft because who is on this right now you trust edge none i like dominic robinson I like him as a prospect, but, you know, he's a prospect. You know, he was a, a wide receiver a couple of years ago. So he's a guy, it's all projection with him. Does he have the tools? Yes. Does he have the, the length? Yes. Does he have the speed off the edge? Yes. Got to put it together. Travis Gibson, maybe he is who he is. He's a rotational defensive end at this point in his career, and he's, that's just who he'll always be. So he's not your starter. They got rid of El Quidim Muhammad, who was pretty much non-existent a season ago. So the entire front four needs so you can't wait for the draft um you got to go after a guy and, and davenport again and you're going to overpay for him and he, his production does not warrant being overpaid but again that's the nature of the beast you're going to do that i think arden key is a guy coming from jacksonville uh, the jags may not be able to pay him you talked about earlier that they paid a ton of money last offseason uh, so this offseason may not be quite as as spendy. So I think he's a guy. I know coming out of college, you know, uh, EJ, I think, was pretty high on key. Could like coming out of college. So, you know, he, he may be the guy. He can come in. Again, he's not going to be a, uh, a huge name where, oh, yeah, he's going to come in and get you know, double-digit sacks. But when you look at what's on the Bears roster now, he's a clear upgrade at defensive end, and that's what you need. The other thing that I'll mention is that like we talked about with Cody White here earlier, there may be veterans that are currently on the roster that aren't free agents now that may be in a few weeks because yeah. teams have decided they're going to shuffle in a certain way. So there may be guys that, that do shake loose. So, you, you know, you never know about that. Um, and then we've talked a little bit about the trade. Again, it's not a draft show, but a little bit about the trades. You know, Ryan Poles can be savvy, and he, when he moves around the board, he could try to pick up some veteran contracts. Again, there's teams that may want to shed some some contracts. You could see him maybe try to do that as he's moving around the board, um, you know, giving up value somewhere and, and pulling more picks plus veteran players. There's nothing wrong with that approach either. So there, there are more ways to get at 
talent to put on this defensive line. Right now, though, the cupboard for edge isn't particularly fully stocked. You talk about the, uh, you know, trading around the board, it's possible. The Colts have a three-tech that would look nice in Chicago, makes a ton of money. You know, we'll see what happens. The Colts also have a free agent on the edge, uh, Yannick. I'm going to give you the last because I'm horrible Yannick Ngakwe. I, I knew you would have that name right there. He's a guy that would come in. He, he's a pass rush guy. I mean, he, he would, again, we're talking about upgrades. He, he's definitely one. And we actually had a chat here from the chat. I'm going to throw it up here because the uh, the Niners do have two defensive ends. Both guys are kind of uh, rotational pieces there. The Bears obviously would be bringing them in starters. Again, overpaying for these guys. So I think those are nice, like 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 J2K says here, nice safety depth, Ebicom. And Jeff, I'm going to give you that name there. You know, I'm looking at the names, and I always thought it was Ekubom. So I've been flipping it. So he's got it spelled as uh, Ebukam. So uh, yeah. the B and the K split. Uh, uh, EJ can do these better than I can. But Omanihu? Omanahu? I don't know. Bo- well, both good pass rushers. I'm sure I butchered it. But both depth pieces for them. But again, coming to Chicago, they'd be starters. And, you know, that's that's what the Bears need. The Bears need someone to get after the quarterback because – the roster is so bare. Justin Jones, the only guy coming back that probably deserves uh, to be a, a clear cut, you know, spot somewhere. The other guys are pretty much rotational spots, and uh, you need bodies. You need bodies there, and you're going to throw a ton of money. And you did have a point earlier, too, where you talked about if you draft a Jalen Carter after signing a Hargraves, that's fine. You know, you need, you know, two obviously starters at, at DT. But you need three guys rotating, so you're going to have to have another body there anyway. So I think they're going to attack the trenches in free agency. But again, when the draft comes, you have to attack trenches in draft. You want the young, the young guys. You want those guys to come in, and you want to learn and grow in your scheme and bodies. You need bodies at this point. Absolutely. So that's how we see the top of the free agent board we will certainly once the free agency does start up and you know we'll get more about the tags and all that kind of stuff but once free agency starts up we will then be able to reset and reshuffle the boards right so we're talking about the top names right now at all these positions because that's how it works you generally don't sign the 84th prospect before the 15th best prospect right i mean that that's that's the idea so these these dominoes fall and then you reshuffle the board and readjust where your thinking's at. So we'll be able to talk about the first wave of free agency, who the Bears are able to come in, bring in, and then reset and reshuffle. Okay, now we think they should go after these guys. So that's kind of our preview for how we think they'll attack the trenches, offensive and defensive line, in the first wave of free agency, these names that you're going to hear. Um Again, they're not going to get all of these guys, but they're going to get more than some people think. Like they're yeah. gonna, they have the they money. Have they're going to be yeah. major players. Remember Jacksonville signing all those guys last year. It's going to be like that. So uh, just just rem- I mean, I suppose they could come out of it and not, and we could look silly. But I would expect them no. to to spend and spend big, um, and I think you should too. So. We're going to cut the show here, short and sweet tonight. Um, in terms of that, we're going to stick around for a little bit for some Q&A. And I'm, I just texted Robert Schmitz because I'm going to bring him on for the Q&A as he tees up his show. So make sure that you're also listening to uh, Robert's show. And we had a bunch of stuff drop today. We had a bunch yeah. of stuff dropping in the next few days. 
off season can be kind of weird. It's you're trying to just work through your material and sometimes it all converges at once. So appreciate yeah. everybody joining us um, and, and working through the material as well. But we are, uh, yeah, we're, we're starting to get back into that, uh, the groove, the little off season starting to kick up a little bit. I'm coming out of my slumber. I definitely hibernated through, <laughs> through the playoffs. I just couldn't get myself to do much, but I'm starting to feel that itch. I wrote, a ridiculous article and thank you for letting me post it um be, I, that was I, fun fan whininess and yeah. uh, came up with a whole equation and a graph so it made it official that's fun that's posted on the website Windy city gridiron you should go check that out what else is going on yeah i mean you talk about the board speaking of which the, the board uh, you, that you guys are doing now is is rolling now um the uh, video talk, talk about the video channel. We had tight end building the board episode go out today. Uh, Dr. Mason West is bare bones. He had Dr. Fisher on earlier, who does a lot of the training for the bear training fields, Arnold Mooney. So he's involved in Mooney's rehab. He talked about that today on, on the channel earlier today. That'll be that's on the channel now. It'll also be a podcast uh, in a couple of days here once we get a chop up and put up there. But yeah, it's, it was a busy day. And then, of course, you mentioned Robert. He's going to do a big free agency, X's and O's live stream and if any of you guys have know his live stream we're talking you know it's it's going on nine o'clock here central time he'll be doing this till one in the morning because he does you know minimum four hour live stream q a interactive so that's definitely going to be fun to stick around for that yeah it's all worth it it's and if you have a question put it in the chat he'll answer it right like that's, answer, yeah. that's why it takes five hours but uh, really appreciate everybody joining us on the podcast and we will stick around here for a little bit on the YouTube uh, and we will uh, see you next time. Till then, bear down. <laughs>